This is Let's See What Happens, a free-form discussion to talk about anything and everything. If you don't want to be offended, don't listen. If you do want to be offended, there's a good chance you will be. I hope you like this one. Let's see what happens. All right. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome back. Thanks for listening. Uh, today is going to be episode two for WTF Wednesdays. I uh, got a little bit of feedback from the first one, uh, not too much. So the feedback I got was good, but I didn't get a lot of questions sent in. So not sure if uh, people are just leery about sending in questions or if they didn't like it. Please let me know either way. Uh, you can do so on Instagram. Let's see what happens. Uh, it's let's underscore see underscore what underscore happens. Uh, just go to that. It's the same link or it's the same image that's the podcast logo as on uh, Instagram. So hit me up, direct message me. Let me know if you have any questions. That way, uh, if I keep getting questions, I'll keep doing these. If I stop getting questions, I won't do these so much anymore. Uh, but uh, I did get a few, so I'm going to answer those real quick. I only got four today, so we'll go through those. And like I said, just give me some feedback. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, number one, worst canine shit story while at work. Uh, so there's a, anyone that has been a handler for any length of time will tell you that uh, these these stories are kind of like uh, drunks and cops uh, in the sense that uh, everyone's got a bunch of these stories. Sometimes it takes something happening to remember some of them, but uh, yeah, they're you follow a dog around long enough, you're obviously going to, you're going to see it shit. You're going to have to clean up its shit. You're going to have to deal with its shit, uh, all the time. So, uh, one of the, I mean, besides training, so like actually like working the dog and having him shit, one of the worst times was probably, uh, one time during a track, uh, I believe this was for a residential burglary attempt and then it turned into like a battery because I think the complainant came out and uh because the guy was trying to break into the window of I think it was a shed and the guy came out and faced him and they got into like a little bit you know hands-on situation and a battery occurred and the dude took off running and I just happened to be pretty close to the area I got there and um uh, we started a track and it was in a neighborhood that was like, it wasn't, it was funny, like all the yards, it seemed like they'd all collectively gotten together and decided to fence like every other yard. It was really weird. So it was like, there'd be a fence and then there'd be no fence. So this guy could have been like moving and he was hopping fences basically is what was happening. And uh, I ended up in the backyard of this one house and you could tell it was probably an older lady's house because there were garden gnomes and like little lawn ornaments all over the place and uh Knox decided well I shouldn't say he decided he ever since I've gotten him he's always wanted to when he takes a dump he like backs up against something like he almost always has like one I guess it it wouldn't really be his ass cheek it'd be like the dog's haunch like he almost has it raised like setting against a tree or a bush or whatever I don't know if it helps him get the crap out or what, but he's always done that. Well, it just so happened there was a tree stump in this backyard 
and there were gnomes like all around it and he backed like right between two of these gnomes and he sat on that stunt because it was almost like the perfect height for when he's in his squat crap position that it was like it was like he was sitting on a, a, a natural made toilet if you will and he took a dump right there on that tree stump and usually uh he I, i've gotten pretty good at reading him if he's stopping to take a piss or shit or whatever in general he's not usually on but in this instance we were on when we got into this yard he took his dump and then we were back on again and uh, we went over the far fence and uh, we're going and we're literally tracking and a uh, perimeter guy was actually a sergeant he's like i got him running i got him running we were we were kind of pushing him clearly pushing him through yards and uh we catch it. We manage it. So we run to where he's at. And uh, we ended up, we did end up catching the guy. It was a civil uh, surrender. He was hiding underneath a car in like someone's side yard. And uh, we ended up catching him that way. But uh, yeah, that was probably one of the, I wouldn't say it was the worst, but it was rather funny. Uh, if that old lady ever hears this, I'm sorry about the crap on your tree stump, but uh, I did not go back and clean it up. If I went back and tried to clean up all the craps that Knox took along you know, while we were doing a search, it, it, it would just be, it would be like another full-time job almost. But, uh, yeah, so that one wasn't great. Uh, one of the worst ones that wasn't, uh, I was at work, but I wasn't actually working Knox. It was pretty early on when I first got him. And, uh, I actually took him with me to SWAT training because the alternative was, is he stayed home in the kennel all day. Cause this was like early on before my wife could like take him out of the kennel and you know, break him and stuff and throw the ball for him and everything. So it was just easier for me to take him with me. And so I would take him and break him while throughout the day while training and stuff. And, uh, the problem was, is like, I had just gotten him like very, very early on, just gotten him. And, uh, the handler that, uh, had him briefly before me, uh, was in training and, uh, he spent a lot of time at the range. And I think uh, when I pulled into the range initially, I think there was some stress going on for uh, Knox. And uh, I may have parked a little too close to the actual range portion. And I think he thought, oh man, am I, is this where I'm back? Like staying all day, you know? And uh, there might've been some stress. I don't know. Uh, he was only in there for, and we were only, I was only there for maybe an hour or a little bit more. And I went back to my truck to get something and, uh, yeah, uh, everyone knows that smell. It it's it was brutal. Uh, it uh, he had of course crapped in the kennel. Uh, I'm assuming right in the middle, and then decided to walk through it several times, getting it all over. Um, like I said, this was pretty early on, so I was you know I barely had obedience with Knox down. So I basically had to take him, uh, and tie him basically to the back hitch of my Tahoe while I attempted to clean out the thing. But there was a part where I had to take the mat somewhere else. And I had one of a uh, uh, guy, he's, he's retired off the SWAT team now, but a good buddy of mine. And uh, I was like, hey, Todd, can you watch can you watch Knox for a second while I just run this over to the hose? I just don't want anybody getting near him. He's like, I'm not getting near him. I go, no, you don't have to get near him. Just stand back and watch him and make sure no one else like walks around the corner and comes into him or anything. And he's like, uh, all right, I guess. I mean, you could see the leeriness in his eyes, but, uh, yeah, that was fun. I didn't, like I said, I was early enough on that. I was dumb enough that I didn't have paper towels in the truck. I didn't have cleaner in the truck. It was, it was a straight up goat rodeo cleaning up 
all that crap. So that, that kind of sucked. That was probably the worst actual like shit having to clean up story. And since then, knock on wood, he's never shit in the kennel since. So that's great. Hopefully I can keep that streak alive for his whole career. But uh, that are, those are probably the two most uh, memorable shit stories I have of Knox. Uh, all right, gonna keep on moving here. Number two, how do you feel about transgenders in sports? Um, let me take a second to also say that I'm not gonna say anybody's name that sends these in unless they want me to say their name for some reason. Otherwise, it's just gonna be anonymous. And uh, so I think I know who sent this, but uh, maybe not, I don't know. Regardless, uh, how do I feel about transgender in sports? Well. Here's the thing. I, uh, people want to do, people can, should be able to do whatever they want as long as it doesn't hurt other people, right? Uh, the problem with this is I feel potentially it could hurt other people. Uh, obviously, listening to, uh, I've heard Joe Rogan talk about it before. I actually read this article on a male. MMA fighter that transgender like transitioned into a female and now she's just been like crushing female MMA and that's a perfect example of someone else hurting someone else because of a decision they made. Um, I know some people may argue, well, it's MMA, you know, you're going to get hurt. Yes. But so here's, here's the reality is, uh, uh, Ronda Rousey, uh, Freaking any, really, probably any female, professional female UFC fighter could beat the brakes off me. All right. Doesn't matter the weight class. I might be able to hold my own for a little bit and then they're going to beat the crap out of me. All right. Because they're a professional athlete. They're, 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 they're working at a higher level than like average people. That being said, if you're competing at that level as a male, you, in general, I'm not going to say always because there are outliers. Absolutely. But in general, a male is going to be at a different level than a female. Like nobody wants to see, uh, let's, because they just won the Super Bowl, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers play the female lingerie league. Like the best team in the female lingerie league not that they're not athletic because I got to give them props for being able to wear lingerie and play football. But I'm saying that it would just be a no contest. Like it wouldn't be a contest. All right. Um, I, I think that uh, the other problem with this is especially nowadays you have kids that are quote unquote transitioning younger and younger. Um, I don't. I don't feel that that's fair to do to the other kids to one, put them in that position of I, a great example is wrestling. Like wrestling is one of the few sports that I know of that like, and even when I was in high school, female wrestlers could wrestle male wrestlers. Right. And no guy wanted to lose to the girl. Okay. But there were some girls that were just beast athletes and would demolish the guys in their weight classes. No question about it. There are some female athletes that are far superior to the male athletes. This is true. But again, when you start making kids have to already go through the angst and heartache and, you know, 
the anxiety of competition and then putting them against a male or female, making it that much harder. Well, then you start doing this thing where it's like, well, Billy was a boy. Now, you know, she's Brittany and we're going to have them play on the same soccer team. And then you run into the thing of like changing rooms and locker rooms. It's just, it's too much. It's too much. If you want to be transgender and you want to do your own thing, I don't have a problem with that. Like, cause it doesn't affect me. It doesn't hurt me in any way. Uh, I, I do think that it requires some, I think, I think there's some psychological things going on there. That's a, that's a whole other discussion. But, uh, the reality is maybe they, if this really becomes that big of an issue, maybe they need to come up with a transgender, uh, league weight class, whatever you want to call it. You know, there's, Male and female, and then there's transgender, which you'd have to have two classes of that, I guess, too, because you'd have to have males that have transitioned to women and women that have transitioned to males. Uh, I, I don't know. I just, I, I think it's, uh, I don't think it's a great idea. I don't think it's fair to the competitors, even the transgender ones, like even the ones that want to do it. Uh, I don't, like in the instance of that MMA fighter, is he, she, whatever, uh, really doing the best that, he can do because he's beating up women. Like even if he identifies as a woman, I don't know. I think it's kind of nonsense. I don't think it's a good idea. So uh, that's how I feel about it. I just think it's not a good idea. Uh, I don't think it's fair for anyone. I don't think it's a, a good, it's a, it's a slippery slope and I don't think you're ever gonna be able to backtrack on it if you start allowing it. So that's just how I feel about it. All right, enough of that. Number three. Best show you are currently watching. Um, so I just finished binge watching The Boys on Amazon Prime. Uh, I don't want to spoiler alert anything for you too much, so I won't if you haven't seen it. Uh, if you like superhero stuff, it's kind of along those lines, but it's a little darker. It's like a dark comedy kind of sort of thing, but uh, I think it's very realistic in the sense that... Uh, Hey man, the reality is if we had superheroes in the world, like when you see a superhero movie, it's like there's a superhero and there's a supervillain. Well, in this, it very clearly shows that you could still technically be a superhero and maybe not be the best person, you know? Uh, make poor decisions, you'd still be quote unquote human, you just have superpowers. Uh, I highly recommend it, it's very good, The Boys. I believe it's with a Z, The Boys. But uh, the I, I binged watched the first two seasons of that like it was nothing, it was good and then uh the other one that i just started i had actually seen the movie a long time ago it was called hannah and uh now again there's an amazon prime series called hannah uh i'm not sure how they're going to do it because i'm only like two or three episodes in and so far it's almost matched identically to the movie uh it's just obviously not the same characters it's different actors but uh i'm not really sure where they're going to go with it once it reaches where what would have been the end of the movie so it'll be interesting to see but uh that's that's currently what i'm watching so uh check it out uh send in let me know if uh you got any suggestions for me to watch and uh i'll check them out uh all right number four last one for today which is better ghee or no ghee oh man probably good we only have four questions because this one is something that could be discussed for a very long time uh i definitely hope to get on some more jujitsu practitioner uh, guys at a higher level than me 
to discuss some different things, this being one of them. Uh, I am currently a purple belt in jiu-jitsu. Uh, some people that don't know what that is. Uh, so it's basically for adults, it's a, it's a white belt, blue belt, purple belt, brown belt, black belt. In each of those belts, you get four stripes on your belt to move up to the next level. Uh, different academies and schools do it different ways. Obviously, some are in higher regards. Uh, if you're a, say you're a black belt under Hicks and Gracie as opposed to a black belt under, uh, you know, John Smith from whatever BFE, you know, Idaho, you might have a little bit better skill. But uh, regardless, everyone generally tries to keep it pretty close to the same. Like, like you shouldn't, it shouldn't be like a purple belt from one academy can go and just destroy black belts at another academy, if that makes any sense. They try to keep the, uh, the levels pretty accurate. Um, it can be trickier sometimes than others. But uh, that being said, uh, gi, for those that aren't aware, gi is that outfit that you see like the karate guys wear with the, it looks like a jacket and you got the pants, you know, and the belt. That's considered a gi. Uh, there's tons of different types of gis uh, for, our, for all the different types of martial arts. Like a karate gi is different than a jujitsu gi. Uh, jujitsu gi is even different than a judo gi a lot of times and so on and so forth. There's, just, there's a ton of different types of gis. Um, but uh, no gi is what is probably the more, become the more popular form of jujitsu in the last, I would say, 10 years. Uh, basically, it usually equates to someone wearing uh, like board shorts or, you know, uh, swim trunk style shorts uh, and uh, a, a rash guard or a compression shirt. People have different names for them. But uh, some guys, you know, especially when they compete, they'll do it shirtless. Uh, but uh, no gi is basically means that you're just in shorts and a t-shirt or shorts and a rash guard or whatever. But uh, uh, a lot of people have different opinions on this, on one being better than the other. Uh, I've trained both. Uh, I went for a very long time not training gi, and then the academy that I'm uh, currently at, Team Alves Jiu-Jitsu in Sarasota, check it out. Um, they, they do both, gi and no gi. I am a huge proponent of no gi. Uh, it's no secret, I love no gi, much more so than gi. Uh, gi is a completely different game. It's, uh, it's slow, my game's a little bit quicker, I move a little faster, so no gi is more beneficial to me, and gi slows it down. Uh, with that in mind, it, it helps, it makes you think a little differently, move a little differently, and uh, you have to adjust to certain things. Uh, I think both have their place. Gi is, uh, in my mind, gi is great for defense. Um, in a lot of ways, because you learn to defend against people trying to choke you with your own clothing, which hugely beneficial in my job for if someone grabs me and say, especially even in my, I wear an outer vest, if they grab me and they start to do a cross lapel choke, hey, I know what the heck that feels like. I know how to defend that. I know how to get out of that. That's great. Uh, the reason though that I'm leaning, I lean more towards no gi is because of the simple fact that uh, I've been a cop for 11 years and uh, I'm trying to think of the last time I went hands-on with someone 
in a a fight-ish type situation, not maybe a full-out brawl, but an actual hands-on where they're resisting and I'm having to give it to them a little bit to get gain compliance. Uh, besides in the jail, which if you know what they wear, wear in jail, it's almost like uh, it's almost like scrubs, like nurse outfits. Like that's kind of the material that the shirt and pants are made out of. Uh, but I couldn't tell you the last time I fought someone with clothes on. Uh, almost everyone that's willing to fight the cops is usually high or drunk. And uh, one of the first things they tend to do is start taking off their clothes. Uh, a lot of times that's usually why we end up getting called to the scene is because someone's got their clothes off and is causing a disturbance. Uh, so that being said, it, I think Nogi is a little more applicable to uh, the offensive part of my job. Obviously, like I said, Gi for defense is great. I think they both have a place, I think, to grow as a, you know, jujitsu martial artist. I think it's, it's good to practice both. I don't think there's anything wrong with schools that only do no gi, though, because especially down here in Florida, it's, it's just more relevant. It's just easier. I mean, in general, very, what, two months, three months out of the year, maybe, people are going to be walking around with a, a hoodie on, like a hooded sweatshirt. But, uh, I mean... Most people don't even wear like winter jackets. And usually those people that are wearing hoodies, most of them don't even own pants. They're still wearing shorts. So the idea of finding someone with a jacket on is not as relevant down here in Florida. That being said, there are places up north that, hey, man, the gi might be the way to go because people are in clothes more often. But uh, yeah, if I, so to answer the question, which is better? I don't think either one is better. I think uh, it depends on what you're, training jujitsu for are you training just to improve yourself to grow as a person to learn to uh, challenge your mind i think both of them no gi and gi are very good uh challenging arts in themselves and uh they can be beneficial to each other or if you do one just one i know some guys that just do gi they only do gi hey there's nothing to say that they couldn't do well against a no gi guy absolutely but they're is nothing to say that a no-gi guy can't do pretty good against a gi guy. Usually when I go in gi, I still end up using the most of the time the my no-gi moves. Um, it's just like with a gi, though, it I, like I said, it almost feels like it puts you at the advantage of you have handles all over your opponent's body, but they also have handles all over your body. So it's kind of a wash. Uh, but uh, no, I don't think one is better. Uh, I prefer no-gi, but uh, yeah. Go, the, the reality is, is if you don't train jujitsu, there's not a person on this earth that I don't think could gain something from it. So please look into it. See if it's something you'd be interested in. Uh, there's tons of stuff on YouTube. You can watch different people talk about it. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there that have the quote, uh, you know, jujitsu changed my life. And it may, it may not, you may not gravitate it as hard as some people do, but I'm telling you, there are things about it that will change your life, no matter what place you are at in your life and what reason you would start training, it is, it is going to make a difference. Uh, look into it. Give it a try, especially if you're looking for a new hobby or you just want to get in shape and uh, you want to learn to defend yourself. There's, there's so many reasons to do it, but uh, I highly encourage everyone to try it. That was the last question. Again, uh, I'm going to keep doing these as long as people keep sending me questions. So please send in your questions. I may not answer all of them if we get a bunch, but heck, while it's early on and this is new, I'll probably answer your question if you have one. Uh, I really appreciate everyone that listens. Uh, please, again, 
Uh, rate the podcast on whatever it is you're listening to it on. Uh, feel free to write a review, good or bad. Uh, that way I can make adjustments if necessary. If not, write a good review. That's great too. Uh, give, it, uh, give it the stars, however many you think it deserves. Again, good or bad, I'll take it. And just keep listening. I appreciate you guys. And I'll, if I don't talk to someone before next Wednesday, I'll uh, be releasing another one of these next Wednesday. All right, bye.